Have you ever gotten your message lost in translation? Launched a well-thought-out content on social media only to get lost in the noise? Welcome to the Moving Beyond Acronyms Podcast. We are here to help you with practical tools to find your voice, craft shareable content, stand out in the marketplace, expand your tribe, and convert followers into ambassadors or customers. I'm Torrent, your host, a message master that's helped leaders, entrepreneurs, and businesses ignite their message with lasting impact. Each week, we will go behind the scenes to share real and deep conversations with the most prominent message masters on how they took an idea and crafted content that have trended to the stratosphere, boosted the bottom line, and improved the world around them. Now, let's get started. How do you find your voice? And how do you get your message out that's on your heart into the world? Well, what better way to ask a screenwriter who has to write dialogue and few scenes with few words to capture the imagination, capture the passion, capture the interest of someone that's watching the film? Well, luck would have it that this past weekend, the Kinab Film Fest was here. And I saw in the program that screenwriter Heidi Stangelan, who has worked on Westworld and currently has two scripts optioned, was holding a workshop at the Film Fest on screenwriting. Well, I called the organizer and asked for an interview. And when I talked to Heidi, I found out she was Norwegian. Not only that, she's from my hometown, Christian Sun. We had a wonderful conversation about all things that we had in common, which one of those is finding your voice, how to market it. And surprisingly, she gave me some really interesting insights on the power of LinkedIn. Enjoy. Welcome to Moving Beyond Acronyms Podcast. And today I'm really excited. I have my fellow Norwegian, Heidi Stangeland, who is here with me today. And you know what? How did I find out about that? Well, it's the Kanab Film Festival, and she is a scriptwriter. And I'm really excited because I'm going to be taking her course. It's on Friday, right? Is it tomorrow or is it Saturday? It's on Saturday. It's on Saturday. And so when I got my little gift bag, I had to ask, can I talk to Heidi? And they said yes. And so here we are at the lounge of the film festival. And welcome. Thank you. So it's so excited to have you. So you are a scriptwriter, and I know when I was reading that you've you've been uh, helping out with Westworld for a while. You've been in the film business a little bit, and now you are writing. I am. How is that? I love it. Writing is my escape. It's where I go to relax and get into my own little world and where I'm happy. So tell me, because I thought what was so interesting was about how you found your passion hmm. for writing and, and what is it about the words that you really like so much? So storytelling has always been very important to me, but I used to explore it more through photography first. And I was um, a few years ago, six, seven years ago, to be more exact, I was writing a children's book and a friend of mine was uh, taking the UCLA extension course for screenwriting. And we decided to uh, exchange for feedback. And this was the first time I've actually read a script. And once I got the script and read it, I had goosebumps all over. And I just knew this is what I'm supposed to do. This is was it my the medium. flow of a manuscript, or was it what was it that got you the goosebumps? It was, was it the action of the words, or what was it? It was the art form. How you managed to get such powerful and visual 
you know, because I'm a very visual person myself and how to get that into just those few pages. You know, I would read a page, I would read, you know, the scenes and I could vividly see it in my mind. I can do that with a book too, but that's a lot, you know, you're often given the description, given the sounds, given the smells in a script, you can't. It's for me, it was just really intriguing. And of course, it's a challenge and I love challenges too. <laughs> you know, no, nothing's easy and, you know, I don't want them to be easy, but I, yeah, it was just the art form of how it was written and, you know, the formatting and the structure and everything that just got me. So how do you engage them? Because I understand right now you have two, is it play? It's not really plays, it's two manuscripts that you've got options. Right I have now. two manuscripts options, yes. That's uh, exciting. Yes, I am. <laughs> and so what did they say? Why do they like the manuscript? What was it about your writing? What, how are you messaging it? So what you hear and what, what I've kind of spent my years honing into is my voice, you know, my writing voice. And that's what they like. They like my voice, you know, how I write, the flow of the script and how everything is, is there. So that's what, you know. So what is it about a voice? How do you find a voice? Because it's interesting because finding a voice is so important mm -hmm. in anything you do. And I think it's a struggle sometimes to find it. It is. And how did you find the voice that has gotten this attraction? So for me, I mean, it's, it's hard to say exactly when I knew I had my voice, but I knew from very early on what genre I was going to write in because of what my interests are. What is that? That's uh, thrillers. Thrillers. And preferably with a sci-fi sci undertone okay. to it because I love sci-fi. I love thrillers. As Norwegian, you know that our Easter's all evolve all around. All thrillers, yes. It's all about mysteries, the crime and everything. So, you know, I grew up reading and you know watching tv you know all about so that's you know a part of me and part of my norwegian you know and i think you're right i should tell the listeners so in eastern norway it's not like easter here it's like two mm. weeks of vacation and everyone goes off to their cabin and you take a whole bag full of, of thrillers and crime novels and usually in the papers they'll list even the on the milk car cartons you have little mystery crime puzzles you have to solve right exactly it's all <laughs> about crime i don't know what it's about crime yes. in eastern norway but that's how it is it is so that's how you got your interest so that's why yeah so it's always been you know and my favorite authors are all crime you know thriller authors so i knew that's the genre i would and then you know as i started to go to school and learn, you know, the structure and how to put everything in. It kind of, you know, my voice kind of got sculpted along the way. And you have a master's, what is it called, master's? So it's called a master screenwriter master from Screenwriting You. Right, yes. Screenwriting You. And so, so through that experience of going to school, you started finding the voice. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, and that, I can't myself say specifically what it is because, you know, as a writer, you know, that's just what I do. <laughs> I know, you know, others can tell when they have different scripts and they can tell. And I Which read. Voice, yes. yes. So what would you advise people? Because I think finding your voice, even in your writing, it's taken me a while. Like mm -hmm. that. I finally feel like I've gotten a better sense of my voice. Mm -hmm. What would you give as a recommendation for someone that's trying to find their voice? It's very important to listen to yourself because a lot of 
screenwriters that are coming from a world of books. You have a lot of, you know, that written novels or, you know, they want to do that and they are now doing script writing. Don't use the big words. Use, you know, they, they think they need to impress the producers, the directors by using, you know, all the huge big words and all that. Just forget it. That You know, no. Write what is comfortable for you. Write what is comfortable. Yes. And, you know, learn the techniques, learn, you know, what goes in, what doesn't go in. There's a rule in screenwriting called show, don't tell. Show, don't tell. Yes, which is very important, you know, so you don't write, oh, she smelled like blossom. How would an audience know? So how would you write then? How so you, write you would have to, you know, in a, in a scene, you know, you would have to show that, you know, somebody else maybe, you know, wrinkles their nose or sniffs or, you know, maybe a look of disgust or maybe like a pleasant, you know, where they <laughs> look like, hmm, I like this, you know, so you have to find those words and you know find those little things that are yours you know I have I, I was just reading a script from a fellow screenwriter who's really really good but there's a lot of big words a lot of prose and you know it's but that's his voice so right. but that you know and I'm not saying that I don't know how to use big words but but I think it's interesting you say that because I think uh, that's been my big thing in my life is about, and that's what the whole podcast is about, mm -hmm. how do you reach the heart of people? Mm -hmm. And I don't necessarily think you can reach the heart of people with the big words. It's the simplicity and it's finding those words. Yes. And you know, if, if you, if you keep kind of doing that too, you are actually in the, uh, you'll push some away. It's going to be too niche. Too niche. You can get, if, if the theme and if the genre, you know, it kind of goes with that, it can get get too niche and that will also obviously make it harder to market and sell your script. So you kind of have to listen to the market as well. Yes. Know what they're out, you know, before it was very, very popular to write, we see, we pan, you know, and the direct, but that's not what you as a writer are supposed to do. You need to write in a very visual way. You yeah. know, it's, it's the director's job to find the camera angles and all that. That's not you as a scriptwriter's job. Oh, that's interesting. So, but you have to find the story. So, like, what would you say with the two uh, the two options that you have? They're thrillers, I would presume. Yeah. So, uh, one is a thriller sci-fi, and the other one is more um, actually a historical drama. And it's a uh, I have a co-writer on that one. Co-writer. Yes. Okay. In that creating the stories, what was it that? The people that bought it from you uh, or, or oh, auctioning it from you. Like, I don't, I don't know all the words, so I apologize. What was it about your voice or what was it about the story? Like, what? how did you get them interested? Because it was a unique story. Like, unique story. like uh, to talk about my thriller sci-fi, that one had fairly known theme, but it had a unique twist to it that the director and producer that picked it up really, really liked. Right. You know, that's what, and we, we've gotten really good feedback on that. We actually do have a Norwegian actor. That, I know, I'm excited when we find out who that is in a, in a few months. <laughs> yes, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, we're still, we're still uh, you know, uh, looking for the last bit of financing and hope to go back to them. So if you think about where you are now, and what I liked what you're saying is that a manuscript writer also has to know about the market. Yeah. So when you were thinking about this thriller, 
What did you see in the market that you thought might make this an interesting? If it's something that's been done before, unless you have like, you know, like Lost or... Yeah, Lost the series. That was a Yes, the one. TV series or John Wick. You know, John that's Wick, an yes. action movie. John Wick is really good because he created a world that we haven't seen before. I love those scripts. Uh, the John Wick. Can create a whole new world. Yes. Oh, God, if they ever decide... Well, I know they're doing a TV series. I'm here. I would love to be a part of that. Right. <laughs> no, it's, it's, you know, they they saw that... The market didn't have this one. They didn't have the high-class assassins and the whole world and the worlds they created and the rules for the world. Now you see there's a lot of movies that are copying that. Right. So unless you have something that's unique, that's special, that, you know, high uh, concept. So what would you say is the trend right now in screenwriting? Like, what are you seeing... Where do you think the stories are going? Because I think a lot of stories have gone into very much you have, uh, what do you call it, Homeland, mm-hmm. all this terrorism. I'm sick and tired of those. I know. And tired of those monitoring ones. I'm tired of so, Game of Thrones and Vikings. I mean, I'm kind of like... Yeah, and, and the funny thing is, is, you know, when you see it on TV, that trend is already gone. Cause oh, it's, that's it's, interesting. Because that it's gone, like, because right? that trend, you know, that it's two years ago. That's two years ago. Yes. So it's hard to say, you know, what, you know, because we're moving in, you know, we're kind of moving away from the zombies, moving away from apocalypse. Apocalypse. Yes. (laughs) Apocalypse. There are certain English words I can't say. I can write them, but I can't say them. You know, I think the world of assassins kind of run its course. A little bit. And and again, nothing wrong with John Wick. I love that concept because they did it well. But, you know, there's, you know, the zeitgeist. I think, you know, the thrillers and and, uh, sci-fi is always going to have. And, you know, there's always going to be about going to Mars or going somewhere else. I like thrillers. Mm -hmm. I I think they're really, really good. I I, I just fear for all the producers out there now that's going to get a ton of scripts about the pandemic. Oh, you think so? (laughs) Yes. A script about the pandemic, you yeah. know, how, how we've lived through and, it. Well, you think people are going to be tired of it? Because, like, for me, I don't really want to see anything about no. the pandemic. And I've, I've kind of get myself off Facebook because I'm sick and tired of it. I know. And that's usually, you know, the audience, too. They want something happy when stuff like this is happening. But when 9-11 happened, you know, the big, yes. biggest movie, that wasn't a thriller. It wasn't an action movie. It was actually a comedy. Because really? people, which, which, which And my big, fat Greek wedding. My, oh, really? You're right. Yes. Because, you know, after, you know, such a horrible event, people want something. Something happened. Uplifting. I didn't realize that. I love my big factory yeah. wedding. That was a good one. I, I, yeah, I didn't realize it was right around that time. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You're looking for something happy. Yes. Like, uh, I totally agree. And I think there's a lot of screenwriters now that's written pandemic or, you know, uh, that are dusting them off. But... And there might be some good ones because this is a different one. It's a long running pending. It's not a short burst of tragedy. You know, this is continuing. So I think we might see something, but hopefully not too or much. Or like the new world, like that we're living in mm-hmm. a new world now, that today's new world might, yeah. like office might be virtual office. Exactly, you know, <laughs> the Zoom meetings with kids and cats flying in the background and all of that. But how can that be interesting? Does that, does no, exactly. I don't, think, I don't think the 
virtual is so interesting because you're not really seeing people. No. So that's actually another direction that I know a lot of producers uh, are looking into, the virtual reality and how to integrate that into movie making, into the movies. And you, I know there's... Do you think that's going to happen? Yes. Really? Okay. I do. How far along do you think we are to see that virtual reality? So when I first started hearing about that, that was in 2006. 17 early so we're already three four years into that wow the technology just keeps changing it, it does and who would have thought of netflix right. online i mean in norway everywhere you can get exactly netflix. and you have interactive shows on netflix already my kids are choosing the endings and all that yeah it's really really cool but i mean it's uh yeah trend right now i i really you know it's hard for me to say because i in my own little world when I write, you know, I I write what I like, what I'm comfortable writing, and then I try to just put a twist and a hook to it so it kind of makes it unique. But it's kind of like with anything in life. It's mm-hmm. a book. It's finding your voice, which everyone needs. Yes. And then it's trying to find the hook of your life. Mm-hmm. Where are you trying to find the hook? And then you have to market. No, exactly. And so how, do you, how did you market this? These two that you've optioned out. So uh, we go to producers and, you know, you, you bring a pitch. Producer? Oh, there's many ways. You have something called IMDb Pro. I've seen that. Yes. Yeah, so there's a That's list like of... the LinkedIn for, for filmmakers. Yes. And uh, LinkedIn is another one. LinkedIn is the one that I've had most success with. Actually. LinkedIn? Yes. Well, how did you position yourself at LinkedIn? That's really amazing. Yes. As a screenwriter, my profile is screenwriter and I, tar- you know, I go out and I connect with others, producers, line producers, writers, you create a, a relationship and that's how, you know, you need to network. Like I said, you know, a part of being a screenwriter is not just writing, you have to market. And in order to market, you have to network. You have to go out and meet and create relationships with the people that are out there. That's really interesting. It's, it's, it's kind of like the, the universal theme of everything. If you mm-hmm. want something done, you have to market. Yes. And LinkedIn for you has really, really worked. Link, yes. I've had more success through LinkedIn than through any of the other venues you have. Uh, uh, How about film festivals like this? Film festivals is really good to network, to get to know other filmmakers. And, you know, they might know somebody that you know or, you know, have same. So it's, I love, I love this part of the social engaging and getting to know other you know and talk about and work through mm-hmm. and everything like that yes so but i really want to go back to so marketing I, i'm really surprised marketing with linkedin that's really really mm-hmm. interesting i didn't so do you just connect you just connect yeah connect yeah. and then you start chit-chatting and then oh by the way i have you know i see that you have so and so, I have a thriller. Would you be interested in you know in this? And you give a little log line, and uh, would you be interested in reading it? You know, log line. What is a log? A log line is just you know a very short concept. Okay. You know, just if you can tell your movie in as few words as possible, then you're okay. Then, then you're good. If you have yeah. to, if you have to spend five minutes explaining then then your movie, then you, well, then you don't know your own movie. <laughs> you know, you, well, that's interesting. You don't know your own movie if you can't shorten it down. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like with anything in life. Mm-hmm. If you can't really shorten down what you believe in, yeah. what you stand for, what you're promoting, what you're selling, you don't, uh, 
Yeah. You don't really know your own product. And you know what? Cause when, yeah, because when you're talking to a producer or a director, they don't want to sit, you know, they have, if you don't have them within the first couple of words, you know, within the first 20 seconds, you've lost them. They're all, you know. That's interesting. Very, very interesting. So it all comes back to kind of, I really, really am intrigued by the voice. Mm. So through the journey of finding your voice, it was going to school. Yeah. You already knew you wanted to write a genre. Is there anything else you could help our listeners with in that search for their voice? So for me, you know, it actually posed a challenge because Norwegian is my native. I know. And you got option two scripts. It's yes. amazing. So I, I, you know, I got a lot of like, well, do you write in Norwegian? I was like, no, I couldn't think, fathom of writing anything, you know. So I write in English. So I might have a little bit, I don't know. I don't, can you write in an accent? <laughs> I don't think so. But I know that my wording and my structure of words are different from somebody who is from England, from somebody who is American because of, that I'm an ESL writer, English as a second language. But you know, I think what's interesting, don't you think that has been a strength of yours? Oh, it is. Because I think you understand simplicity. Mm -hmm. You understand how we can communicate with less words. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Because uh, there's times when I write, you know, when I write my first draft, you know, I, I call it the vomit draft because that's when I just yeah. Bleh put everything on page and it doesn't look pretty at all. And I'll go back to do the rewrites and I'll have like a Norwegian word in there because when I'm writing there, I can't find the English word or the American word. Right. So I put the Norwegian word in there <laughs> instead. And then, so, you know, I have to think extra hard. Okay. So how would I, as a Norwegian say this for it to make sense to the American audience? It's so funny you say that because in my family we have this Norwegian English language yes. that only us and our family talk and no one else understands it. And I'm like, there's so many great words in Norwegian that you don't have in English. No. And, and there's so many words you have in English that are not good. So we end up using both. Yes. So I, I totally get that. Yes. So I think, you know, for, for me, that's, like you said, that's definitely strength because it does put, for me as a writer, a little bit of uniqueness to my voice as, you know, of... Uh, American writer may not have. Do you also think it's got that like Scandinavian niveau? It's kind of like that darkness and simplicity. Well, I, I think I still have that Scandinavian um, way of thinking when I write because I think I notice that how I look at and how my thinking is is different. It tends to go darker. Yes. Than, <laughs> than, than you know maybe other other uh, writers do. Oh, so we have me and my kids, you know, kind of sometimes we'll look at each other. It's like, that went dark quick. That went dark quick. <laughs> you know, because uh, apparently my my uh, youngest, she was writing some short no uh, messages to her second grade teacher. And I was like, holy shit, those are dark. <laughs> she got my gene, that's for sure. <laughs> but it cracked me up, though. That's so interesting. So did you get those two options through LinkedIn? Yes, uh, the, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And the other one is uh, through my co-writer. Co-writer. Yes. So, so he he's actually the one that was connected with the producer side. Uh, I think they he met again networking. Networking. Knew a friend of a friend who knew a producer, you know, and connected, and then 
But how do you define networking? Because I think the old-fashioned networking where you give the business card mm -hmm. and the other business card, and you never talk to each other. Yes. So, so what, what is it about networking that actually works? Because it's the connection you get with people. Because it doesn't matter if you connect with somebody and you're on two different worlds. You need to have a common ground. You common need, ground. Yes. You need to have something that you're both interested in or like that connects you, that you get a good relationship you know, right. so yeah, I've had uh, writers that no producers I've talked to that are big producers, but I can't connect with them because you know it's hard. And then I have other big producers that I love Norway. We might, you know, we're skiing there and we go do this, and you know, you have a whole different life. Yes, you know, love wilderness, and you know, just you find something personal you connect with, and you build a relationship from there. That's really interesting. Yeah. That's very fascinating. I think the most fascinating for me is that I'm actually meeting a Norwegian in Kanab. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking here and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. And then a film festival. And then I'm going to learn, I'm going to take your class on Saturday. I'm really excited oh, about screenwriting because it's about words. Yes. So as a last thing, what has been your favorite commercial or favorite film or something that just changed you? Or just one word? Oh, so, as far as my favorite movie of all times, I have to say Usual Suspects. I just Usual love Suspects. that movie. And I know it's old, but I love how it's... That's with Kevin Spacey. Yes. Oh, I love that And movie. I love that reveal at the end that you're kind of kept in the dark and you're giving little tidbits and then at the end you're like, whoa. I know, it totally shifted. Yes. We'll put that in the show notes. So, you gave me a movie. Can you find like a commercial or a word, and if you don't, we'll just keep it with the... Uh... I think my my favorite word will have to be passion. Passion. Because you can't be a good screenwriter or any writer of any kind if you don't have the passion for it. It goes for everything in life, really. That is so funny. You're like the second person today that's telling me passion. Yes, you see? Yeah, it's the it's zeitgeist. It's the zeitgeist. It's the zeitgeist <laughs> of, uh, of all of us. So passion is number one. And then that you have to have a passion and that's kind of probably how you find your voice too. Mm -hmm. You do. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm also a very organized and structural person that, you know, doesn't always compute with the image you have of a writer. But for me, that helps. I like to have structure when I write and, you know, that helps me. Going helps back. funnel the passion. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Creative. Oh, well, Heidi, this has been fabulous. Now we got to have some food and enjoy the film festival. Yes. But thank you so much for your time. This has been amazing. Well, thank you. And I'm happy to be meet a fellow Solanning. <laughs> so We're both from Southern Norway. So. Yes. Well, thank you again. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you know at least one or two friends that would get a lot of value from this, send this episode. Or text a couple of your friends right now to WhatsApp group, post it on your Instagram stories, Facebook, or Twitter, and don't forget to tag me at Torin B. Share with anyone you think that needs to hear this message. And if you're new, please pop on over to your favorite podcast app and subscribe. Leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And how can we prove and make this better? Or how did this help you? And don't forget to join us next week for another episode of Moving Beyond Acronyms.